So thank you all so much for joining us tonight for this week's Citizens Climate University. It is a weekly webinar program of Citizens Climate Lobbies that provides CCL supporters like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host, Brett Cease, and tonight's topic is going to dive right into engaging new and returning members of Congress this spring. We know that connecting with members of Congress as CCLers or their staff in the local district is essential as an element to building relationships with Congress. And tonight for our training, we're gonna walk through the process of planning and setting up a successful activity with your member of Congress back home in your community this spring. We do wanna note that there's going to be several new and unique approaches that we're modeling this spring, 2023. So stay tuned. Don't think of this as a review for all of our old returning veteran CCLers. We've got some novel ideas, approaches, and suggestions. And to take us through tonight's training, we're joined by none other than CCL's Senior Director of Government Affairs, Jen Tyler, and Kestin Bozinovich, CCL's Legislative and Constituent Engagement Manager. If we've done our job well tonight, you're going to learn the following three goals and walk away feeling more empowered to understand the high-level legislative strategy heading into this new 118th Congress. You'll have the chance to really dive into where you can provide information and resources to your district and your team to help with planning district activities to connect with your member of Congress. And we'll make sure to review the goals for our spring district activities and strategies to really strengthen your relationship across your members of Congress. And to do that, we've got a really simple five-fold agenda with time for Q&A at the end. We're gonna start with a legislative strategy overview for the spring. We'll then jump into planning your activity. We'll then think about how you can make sure to execute and have that activity be the success it can be. And then close with some after activity discussion with a conclusion. So thank you all so much for joining us. I'll put a link in the chat again where you can follow along with our slides and start asking your questions. And with that, the floor is yours, Jen. Thanks so much, Brett. And I'm glad you all joined us uh, this evening. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this a little bit, like Brett said, a little novel approach, a little different uh, start to a new Congress for CCL and some different forms of engagement that we have done before, but not quite in this fashion. So I'm excited to dive in. But first, I want to talk a little bit about our legislative strategy for the whole year. And that way we can figure out how this new approach fits into that. I've mentioned this on a couple other calls, so it might be repetitive, but I want to keep keep driving home our, our overview. We are going to support bipartisan marker bills and the focus of those bills, they have to reduce emissions. Ideally, they're bipartisan. And then we're going to work to ensure that those marker bills get included in one of the larger legislative packages. And the reason for this, we saw this this Congress as well, not many bills that are standalone will move as standalone bills. The majority of bills that are introduced that end up moving through one chamber or both chambers and get signed into law are moving as a part of these larger packages. So we saw it with the Growing Climate Solutions Act that you guys were successful in getting included in the omnibus at the end of last year. That is the exact process that we expect the majority of policy to move through, including climate policy. So the support of marker bills is the same thing we've been doing, which is supporting bills as they're introduced and then gaining co-sponsors for those bills. Ultimately, we don't expect that specific HR number bill to move, but the list of co-sponsors is helping demonstrate to leadership and to other folks in Congress that it has the support necessary to be included in these larger packages. So as we do that, 
how are we successful? We've obviously, we, we did it last year. We got the largest climate package uh, passed through Congress. Uh, we made tremendous headway on getting the carbon price. And we know that a lot of that is based on the strong relationships we have. So as we go into a new Congress and we have a broader policy agenda, we're rolling in natural climate solutions, electrification, clean energy permitting reform, still really focused on a carbon price, on bipartisan carbon pricing legislation. This new Congress, it's giving us an opportunity to go back to those relationships we've already developed, or maybe with new members, for those of you who have a brand new member of Congress, and develop those relationships or strengthen them so that we're in a place where when we are ready to make those policy asks, the relationships are strong enough that we're getting favorable answers, at least. So the first thing we're starting off this year with is a get to know you or reconnecting activity instead of a lobby meeting. And as I said, a lot of that, the purpose is to re-solidify your relationship. So it's more than just every time we see our member of Congress or the staff, we're making an ask. Instead, we're developing this relationship that goes both ways. It's not just them satisfying any ask we have, but we're demonstrating to them that we are also a resource. And we'll get a, into that in a, a bit later. But to give you a personal example, both when I was on the Hill as a staffer and even now off the Hill uh, as a lobbyist, just like all of you are, my January and February are packed with people asking me, hey, let's get coffee. We didn't catch up. You know, we had the holidays. How are you doing? Let's just grab lunch. It's something people do in DC. It's just the way it goes. After the holidays, people want to reconnect and they want to do it on a personal note. The point of that, hopefully, is because we like to connect as humans. I think part of it is truly just we, we like to connect. We want to reconnect with people we care about. But also, if you are trying to get something out of the relationship and you ultimately want the other person, the member of Congress, to address your policy concern, you've got to really strengthen that core, that foundation. And a lot of that comes from these more personal interactions where you're not in a formal lobby meeting. They're not under the pressure of what they're saying is being written down in notes, uh, and you're really able to build that trusting relationship. The last thing I'll say is that early Congress is not a great time for a lobby meeting. Staffs are not quite set yet. They don't exactly know who the legislative staffer is for environmental policy. So if you are meeting, you're meeting with staff who's really running thin in terms of their bandwidth, or they might not even handle environmental policy. So it just doesn't make, make sense from that perspective either. So the goal of our member of Congress engagement this spring, the goal of these events that we're going to host is to strengthen the relationship and demonstrate that we're an ally and we're a resource just as much as we are lobbyists. As much as we're going to make an ask, we're also going to get to know them on a more personal level. We're also going to show them that we're there to show up for them. We're there to really listen to them and get to know them, meet them where they are. So as you guys know, I'm sure many of you have understood this and seen this in your own development of relationships with your members of Congress. Really the key to getting a member of Congress to listen to you as a lobbyist or an advocate is to build that trust with them, to let them know that you're not gonna walk out of that meeting or walk out of that engagement and they're gonna see some tweet or they're gonna see some you know, newspaper article about them or something like that. There's a level of trust there that they can be candid, they can be open, that they know that we've got our own interests, of course, we're trying to advance our mission of getting emissions reductions passed, but also we want to do it in a way that's respectful and that works with them for where they are. And a lot of that is continuing to find that common ground we found. So that's the goal for all of these spring events. 
Now there's a few individual goals, depending if you've got a new member of Congress who's recently elected, or if you have a returning member. So we'll start with these new members. If, you're, if you've got a new member of Congress at these events that you're gonna host, one event I should say, in the spring, you wanna introduce that member of Congress to CCL. They might have some familiarity, but really instead of just diving deep into the policy, we wanna start and let them know who we are as an organization. Let them know that we are about building bridges in Congress and in our communities and supporting bipartisan policies to reduce our emissions. Then, of course, I think it's helpful to talk a bit about the overview. You can talk about the overview of our policy agenda with them. Um, but really, we want to develop that candid, strong relationship and let them know that we want to help them as much as we hope they help us. So if there's something that we can be doing in the community that would be helpful in terms of information they need that would be provided, we're happy to do that. And lastly, we want to learn more about the member of Congress that you might not find in your research. A lot of things that come from just talking to them and interacting with them. For returning members, we want to reintroduce those members to CCL. So they obviously know a lot of what we're about, but we have grown a bit, both in our size, but also in our policy scope and in our ambitions and in our accomplishments. So we want to share that with them, let them know and remind them what we're all about here at CCL. And then we really wanna have those more casual conversations that maybe we haven't been able to have in the lobby meeting where we're learning things about what, how are they feeling? It's a new Congress, how are they doing? How were their holidays? How do they feel after the election? Or are they facing some, some blowback on climate? Questions that might just be a little more casual and comfortable in these less formal settings than a lobby meeting. And we wanna strengthen that trust we've already developed. Part of that is just letting the member know that we wanna meet and talk, meet and reconnect. We're not meeting to put them on the spot or to make an ask. That in and of itself is gonna build trust. And lastly, we wanna find more common ground. As we have those conversations with the returning members, there might be little nuggets that we pull out of those conversations to really find more common ground with them on climate that we haven't found otherwise. And we'll get a little bit deeper into that. But I will now turn it over to Keston, who will talk a bit about planning the activity, the first steps, where do you start as you're diving into all this? Hey, thank you, Jen. So yes, there's a lot to consider when you're trying to figure out uh, what type of activity you wanna plan. So one of the most important things to think about when you're planning your activity, especially for new members of Congress, is to start with education. And this is gonna include information about your district or the state. And this includes the geography, the natural resources you have, the community demographics. It's also going to include education about your member of Congress. Now, new members of Congress aren't gonna have as much of a legislative profile as uh, long-term returning members of Congress will, but there are some things that you can try to research on your own, which includes their policy interests, their background, any hobbies they have, where are they from, things that they've emphasized during the election season and that they've been emphasizing now that they're in Congress. This information is gonna help you figure out what type of event you might wanna organize to get the interest of the member of Congress and their team. And for the sake of time tonight, I'm not gonna go into all the details of how to carry out this type of research, but we do have a training on community, the getting to know your member of Congress training, and I'm gonna post the link to that in the chat and you can reference that to get some more tips on how to do this type of research. Now, similarly, 
with returning members of Congress, it's also important to start with education. But the framing here is just going to be a little bit different. So this type of education is going to include refreshing your research on the member of Congress, and it's going to include some of the same things. What are their policy interests, their backgrounds and hobbies, and also including information on the district and state. This is particularly important if you have new district boundaries due to redistricting. And so some things that you want to look at here is if these changing boundaries have had any impact on the geography or the prominent natural resources in your district, or if there's a particular business or industry that's now under your member of Congress's jurisdiction. It's also good to consider if your member of Congress has any new interests whether this is something that they've started signaling publicly, and it could be due to the changing politics in this new Congress, or maybe they're interested in working on something new now that the IRA has passed, and this might be especially true for Democrats. Or you can look at areas that they've been excited about for a while, but now have a stronger overlap with CCL's policy agenda. Okay, after you do research on your member and your district, you also wanna think about your chapter bandwidth. This is a really important component to consider before deciding on the type of activity you wanna plan. First, you wanna think about, are there multiple chapters in your district or are you planning for a Senate meeting where you're gonna to have to coordinate with multiple chapters? If this is the case, I'm gonna recommend that you start working with those other chapters and coordinating now to get a sense of what your combined bandwidth is. If you're um, organizing a larger event, you need to be sure that you have enough people available to help plan and to attend the activity as well. So it's really important to think about how many active chapter members do you have? Who's gonna be available to help with the planning process? Who's gonna be able to physically attend? It might be a good idea if you're thinking about a larger activity to form a type of steering or planning committee so you can start this collaboration with your engaged chapter members that wanna to contribute to this. And also as you're thinking about the type of activity you wanna plan, if possible, it's a good idea to pick a couple options that require the same um, effort level, but it's gonna allow you to come to the member of Congress, offer a couple different things, and they're gonna be able to choose what they're most excited about and you can include them and engage them in this process of, of choosing an activity. So if you do decide to go down the route of planning a larger event with your member of Congress, there are some specific considerations that you wanna think about. One is you wanna check on the venue capacity and if the venue has any insurance needs. So this is something that's gonna require coordination with the venue. And this is specifically if you wanna do a site visit or an in-person community forum. Um, and so it's, it's a good idea to start trying to get that information nailed down now. I will say that if you have, if you find out that there are any, uh, insurance requirements for the site that you reach out to Kathy Orlinsky, who is on our staff, and I'm going to put her um, email. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put her email in the chat a little bit later once Jen takes over the next section. But she's the person you want to reach out to with any specific questions on insurance. Another thing to think about is any media considerations. So, in most cases, it's not going to make sense for you to plan a media campaign, but you always want to check with the member of Congress before you, you plan any type of big media effort related to these activities. 
even though in most cases it's not going to make sense to do a big campaign, it's always a good idea to use social media to give a shout out to your member of Congress and to thank them for attending an activity for connecting with you in the chapter. And I will say it's, it's important to keep the goal of these activities in mind. It's not about generating a lot of letters to the editor or getting CCL's name out there, but it's really to connect with our members of Congress and let them know that we're here to help them achieve their goals. So if there's some overlap between what their goals are in the district and CCL being able to help with some media efforts, that's a good avenue to explore, but you never wanna jump on that without checking with the, with the um, member of Congress or their office first. Now, if you'd like support in coordinating across chapters or finding a site to plan a larger event, you can reach out to your regional coordinator, coordinators and state coordinators. And with that, I'm going to pass it over to Jen to talk more about the details of some examples of different types of activities that you can plan on. Thank you, Keston. Yeah, so like Keston said, you know, there's a lot of options. Think outside the box. We'll list a few here that'll give you some ideas of starting points for different types of activities. But really, this is about you. It's about your chapter, how much bandwidth you have, what you can reasonably pull off and still feel like uh, you've got everything under control and you're not running ragged. And it's also about your member of Congress and what you really think, what kind of environment, what kind of activity would really create that more casual, that more open conversation and connection that we're looking for. So we're going to start at kind of the, the lowest level. If you've got, you know, a smaller chapter or you just don't have a lot of bandwidth, you've got a lot of other things going on. A little bit of a lighter lift would be signing a card and dropping it off at the member of Congress's district office. And the caveat here would be signing one card. We wanna make sure it's easy on staff. So just having all members of your chapter sign one individual card. Uh, I'll note, cause I've gotten this question from a few different chapters, is now a good time to start sending a bunch of letters to the district office from a bunch of different people on climate. And I will say no, because almost all offices, especially new offices, but almost all are backed up on mail in the first quarter of a new Congress, just because things get backed up over the holidays. New offices obviously don't have their systems in place. So dropping off a bunch of mail is not helpful and will likely get lost in the shuffle. But signing a card, offering an appreciation, even to a new member, just that you know anything you can appreciate that they've done or, or they've committed to do or statements they've made maybe during the campaign and letting them know that we're really excited to work with them going forward. So again, it's not policy focused. It's just to let them know we're here. We're going to be a friendly face and ally to them, but we're really excited to engage with them further. Something a little bit more, a little bit higher of a lift, but still um, not too much. If you do regular chapter meetings, inviting the member of Congress to attend one of those chapter meetings. And that could be a virtual meeting, might be easier for you, might be easier for the member, or it could be in person. Now for that meeting, you wanna make sure your agenda is focusing on introductions of group members, going over who CCL is as an organization, all of those kind of top line points that we talked about earlier. Um, so if you do have some meetings on some of these deeper new policy areas, deep dives into forestry and things like that, maybe hold off on that if the member of Congress is coming. Uh, and first, while they're there, focus on introductions, let them know who you are, give the member of Congress a chance to introduce themselves to you. If you already know them, you know, it, let them introduce what's new for them. What new things are they working on this Congress? Um, and then provide them with insight into what your chapter is working on. Uh, not just the policy we work on in DC, but 
especially what's what are you guys doing in the district and state? What are your capabilities? What are your focuses in terms of outreach? That's um, a good potential topic is the outreach you're doing to community members, the outreach your chapter does to other organizations. Those things I think members of Congress are not very aware of that we do. Uh, that can be very helpful for them. Those relationships we develop can be very strategic and can uh, elevate a member of Congress's perception, I think, of a CCL chapter and hopefully let them know we can be a resource in another way by connecting them to other organizations as well. Another small, less formal activity would be to arrange a little intimate or personal coffee and pastries get together at a CCL volunteer's house or another uh, local place. It's less formal. People can drop in. They can leave when they need to. A member of Congress could have a wide window of when they could attend. Uh, and it, it allows for that kind of more casual conversation that doesn't have to be uh, just tied to climate, but can really be getting to know someone and developing that one-on-one -on -one relationship. And you can always broaden that beyond your CCL chapter, invite more community leaders, members, and neighbors. Um, you can really broaden that sort of get together. Another one would be, I know some of our chapters, especially our Utah chapters are great at this, planning a chapter hike, visiting a local park or a nature center or park cleanup. Some of those activities I know people did for Earth Day this past year, some chapters. A lot of those activities, picking a location that you think would appeal to the member of Congress. Maybe it's a local park that might have received funding that they advocated for. Or it's a it's a hike that they've been on before that you've seen them post about that they love. Uh, the key here is figuring out what you think the member of Congress would would like and making sure it's something you can pull off and then keeping it pretty low key. We want to make sure it's not a six hour you know hike, but something pretty short that's that's easily attainable for a scheduler to put on a on a congressman's calendar or congresswoman's calendar. Um, and again, the goal being getting to know each other while you're being outdoors. Uh, so making sure that's that's part of it. There's a lot of engagement, even if it is an outdoor activity. A few ideas for some larger, more formal activities. If you've maybe already got a good relationship with the office or you've got a really robust chapter, a lot of bandwidth, partnering with a local business like a renewable energy company, someone like that for a site visit. You know, the member of Congress is always going to want to see different businesses in their district, the jobs that are in their district. A business will always want to highlight the good work they're doing and the jobs, the high paying jobs, hopefully that they they house. Um, and we will want to showcase the clean energy and the local jobs that come from the clean energy. So it's kind of a win win there. And we're elevating our ask for the event by tying it to that business. It's kind of bringing something else along for that request to kind of pique the member of Congress's interest. Another idea would be to partner with a local farm. Maybe you're in a more rural district and there isn't that kind of clean energy business that you know of. Uh, a local farm, a farm visit. Members of Congress do this all the time and maybe there's a farm you've already got a relationship with or you think would be interested in doing this. Just an easy casual tour of the farm and some conversations about the challenges that the farm is facing. That we'll probably get into some extreme weather challenges and things like that that we can easily tie back to climate. Um, but again, it's a nice, uh, less formal setting where we can engage and interact with that member of Congress. And in this case, highlighting a district business, a district jobs issue, or a district uh, component like agriculture to kind of pique that interest a little more. 
Another example might be the most uh, kind of formal time consuming one, but could have a tremendous amount of impact would be a community forum on local environmental or climate impacts. Uh, this one, we got to be a little careful. You do want to be sensitive to political sensitivities on the issue. So if you're choosing uh, the topic, uh, you want to make sure that if it's a Republican, you know, it's something that you think they would be open to. If it's a Democrat, something they would be open to. And that includes the partner groups that you work with alongside uh, for that event. So you want to make sure whoever those other groups are, they fit within our mission and what we're all about in terms of respect uh, and treating one another uh, the way we do. And you also want to make sure that the panelists and speakers come from a wide range of backgrounds. They reflect the constituency in the district. Again, members of Congress want to meet their constituents. So we really want to harp on that. And then you want to allow the member of Congress the opportunity to participate in the community forum at whatever level they desire. So we don't want to put it on them that they're going to be on the spot at this forum. It's not a debate by any means. Maybe they want to be a moderator. Maybe they just like to give opening remarks and that's it. Or maybe they just like to stop by and observe. Any of those things will give us that opportunity to connect with that member of Congress and to show them that we're there not to put them on the spot or to make an ask, but really to be an ally and a resource in the district or in the state. Now for Senate activities, a few notes on that. When you're picking a location for an activity with a Senator, the first priority, it might be hard to nail down where, uh, where to locate it. The first priority would be an area where your chapter is strongest. Again, first priority to all of this in terms of the events is your bandwidth and your chapter. You gotta make sure it works for you and that you can pull off a good event. If not, it's not worth doing. So make sure there's an area that you're strongest in. We wanna have enough volunteers there to plan and to attend the event. Now, if you meet that bar, you've got enough people there in that area, the other factors to, continue to figure out if you still don't know where to locate an activity for a Senator would be proximity to the largest district office in the state. So how close they are to that, because that tends to be an area the Senator frequents or proximity to the district office nearest the Senator's home. A little bit in the weeds, but if those of you are working on an event for a Senator, uh, feel free to reach out for, for some assistance, but those are a few tips for the location. And I will turn it back over to Keston to talk a little bit about scheduling when you're ready to reach out. Okay, thank you, Jen. So as Jen said, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of actually scheduling the activities. So the first consideration is when do you wanna start reaching out? If you're planning a smaller activity, like dropping off a card at the district office, you don't need to reach out to the office that far in advance. This is actually gonna help give the office some breathing room right now as they set up their offices and get ready for this Congress. So you can wait until about mid or late February if you don't really need to go back and forth and coordinate. For larger events, like the site visits or activities that are gonna require you to have a good number of people available to participate, you're going to want to start thinking about reaching out now or within the next week or so. So Congress is back in session this week. They're starting to get into the swing of things, getting set up for the rest of this Congress. So now is a fine time to reach out to them to start going back and forth and coordinating. Now, specifically for planning site visits, you also wanna think about how long it's gonna to take to coordinate with the venue. And we also wanna offer some flexibility to the office as much as possible. So if you wanna start reaching out now at the beginning of February to get information on site availability, that would be a good idea. 
then you can go back to the member of Congress's office with hopefully a couple options and get a final date na nailed down a couple of weeks in advance of the actual event. We have a training as well that goes through more of the process of scheduling a site visit. And again, I'm gonna paste that in the chat. Okay, so you figured out when you wanna reach out, who do you actually reach out to? So these types of activities um, are most often gonna be coordinated within the member of Congress's office by their district scheduler or by their DC scheduler if they don't have one yet dedicated to the district. The scheduler will then most often work with the district director or a specific district staffer to arrange the rest of the details. So we have a couple options. If your chapter or your liaison has an extremely strong, close relationship with a specific legislative staffer, you could reach out to them first to maintain that strong relationship. And hopefully that's gonna help elevate your request for the member of Congress to join an activity onto the top of the scheduler's pile. Now, if you don't have a particularly close relationship with the legislative staffer, do not worry about that at all. Um, it makes most sense then to email the district scheduler if there is one, or if there isn't, then email the DC scheduler. And in that email, you can also CC the district director because the district director is gonna be pulled into the process later on to help coordinate. So you can just send all that information to both parties at one time. Specifically for new members of Congress, it's important to include the district director on that initial email, since many schedulers for new members of Congress right now are feeling overwhelmed and they don't yet know what the office's event priorities are. Now, <clears throat> once when, when you're reaching out and trying to schedule the event, you also wanna think about who can we expect to join this activity? We're obviously hoping that the member of Congress is gonna join, but we're also thinking that if the member of Congress is joining, they'll likely come with a district director or another district staffer, because usually members of Congress travel to in-district events with at least one of their staffers. Now, if you are scheduling an activity that doesn't have some option for a virtual component and you just can't get something nailed down with the member of Congress, you can also invite someone from the district office to attend to build or continue building that rapport with the office in this more casual setting. As we're thinking about who can attend the event, one of the important considerations is how to choose the dates that you're offering the office. So a large part of the member of Congress being able to join the activity is offering availability during times that works within their schedule. The first thing you wanna look at here is the congressional calendar and you wanna aim to offer um, options that fit within the out of session or the district worked weeks where the member of Congress will most likely not be in DC. And again, the key here is to try to be as flexible as possible and to give the office lots of options. So the big thing is that we wanna be open and in cases where we can let the office dictate and have a final say in determining the date and the time of the activity. If you do end up having to go down the virtual or hybrid model route, um, you do wanna think about the time differences that are gonna be um, present here. So for example, I know of a chapter that's inviting their member of Congress to their chapter meeting virtually, but they've shifted the, the time that they usually meet to work for the member of Congress because otherwise it would have been 10 p.m. for the member of Congress's local time. 
And I know many of you are already familiar navigating these time differences as we've been doing our virtual meetings during the pandemic. So these are some things to think about as you're actually scheduling the event. With that, I'm gonna pass it back to Jen to talk about what we're gonna do when we're actually having the activity. Yeah, thanks, Kestin. So how are we gonna create that kind of positive, chill, casual, open, connected uh, environment that we want? And how do we highlight CCL and what we're all about? Well, first we'll talk about for new members, for people who have recently elected members, we wanna focus most on who we are, what our mission is, and we do wanna introduce some of our policy agenda. We don't wanna get into the weeds um, of specific asks or specific bills, but we wanna give them a top line overview of our policy agenda, our focus on carbon pricing, our inclusion of natural climate solutions, electrification, clean energy permitting reform, all of those things kind of lay them out for the member of Congress so they know what topics they're gonna to be hearing from us on come June. And we also, I think most importantly, we wanna introduce who we are, who you are. Members of Congress, especially new ones, they wanna meet their constituents. You're a constituent, you're also a voter. Uh, they're trying to get a lay of the land for what's going on. You know, they're new, they campaigned, yes, but they still don't know every nook and cranny of their district and every group and every constituency. So now the first half of this first year, a lot of new members are making the rounds in their district. Part of that can be this event for them, getting to know you, your role in the community. Are you a teacher? Are you a grandparent? Are you a business owner? What's your, uh, what's your role in the community? All of those things a new member of Congress is gonna be very interested to know and is gonna help build that relationship. So for new members of Congress, we're building that relationship and we're finding common ground. So there's a few different ways of doing that. One is to get to know the member on a personal level. So talk to them about their past, talk to them about their personal lives, their family, learn more about them. We want to open, we want to ask open-ended questions. So we're learning more about their interests, both their interests policy-wise and in DC, but also personally, their hobbies, their, their career interests, all of those things can be relevant and can help us in our conversations on climate policy. And make sure we're taking note of any topics that the MOC shares that might relate to a policy focus we have, or even if it doesn't relate, it's helpful to know what they're interested in because we can circle back to that. And most policy areas, most interests will have some tie to climate or some way we can kind of open the door uh, as we're going through that. And just remember that they're very new to this. So you guys are gonna be more experienced in terms of navigating the capital and uh, where to get food in Longworth, all of those things you're more familiar with than your new member. Uh, so it's really helpful to have these kind of casual, uh, nice meetings with constituents early on as a new member is being inundated with things to see some friendly faces who just want to get to know them and talk uh, in a friendly way. That's going to be a really positive experience for a new member of Congress. For returning members of Congress, we're reintroducing them to CCL. So again, we do wanna highlight our top line overview of our policy agenda because some might not be aware of some of the new issues that we're working on. Obviously carbon pricing, a lot are gonna be aware of, but we should still remind them that that's a core, a key focus of ours in this next Congress. We also wanna highlight our focus in this divided Congress, our focus to pass bipartisan climate legislation and to build those bridges that we talk about. And then we wanna make sure we're continuing to strengthen that relationship that we already developed with this member of Congress and find common ground. 
So again, casual conversations are key to this. How are they feeling going into this new Congress? How do they feel watching the speaker votes one way or another, whichever party they're in? All of those little casual questions that we can ask uh, just help open them up and form that relationship with the member of Congress, form that trust uh, that will allow us in June and then in December to come back into their offices and they'll see a familiar face, they'll see a friendly face, someone that they know and they can trust uh, that they would like to work with. For all members, when you're going through these events, we really want to keep positioning CCL as an ally and a resource. You guys do this better than anyone else I know when I was on the Hill. I felt like CCL was by far the biggest ally and resource to our office. Um, and not many groups focus on that, but it was so critical to getting my boss to move as far as he did on climate when he was a member of Congress. So we've got to continue to build those relationships and demonstrate that we are a trusted ally. We want to make sure they know that we want to work with the member of Congress, not against them. Even if we're not exactly on the same page, they don't agree with us on everything, we're not going to bash them, we're not going to work against them, we're going to continue to work with them, meet them where they are, and hopefully together we can move forward. So a few sample questions to help lay out kind of how do you do that, how do you demonstrate that we're an ally. Well, an easy one is just asking, are there environmental policy items that you're working on that we can help with? Pretty open-ended. They might talk about clean water, clean drinking water, harmful algal blooms, wildfire, whatever it is, it's a helpful piece of information for us and hopefully an avenue where we can work with them. Also, what kind of feedback do you get on climate and environmental policy issues? That might help us know, well, what, what can we do about that feedback? If they're getting a ton of negative feedback, how can we amplify the positive? Or if they're getting a ton of positive, is, is that helpful to them? Or is that harming them in a political sense? For Republicans specifically, we can ask things that are a little more targeted and to, to their situation, telling them that we know that working on climate can often result in blowback in their districts. Um, and we're really grateful that they're willing to work on these issues. The appreciation is key in a lot of these things. And then asking them, are they getting a lot of negative feedback or pushback on climate? That lets them know that we care. We care about the feedback they're getting. We're, we don't just care about just their vote or if they say yes or no to us. We care about the whole picture here and what's ultimately gonna help them take action down the road. And lastly, is there anything you're working on that's a huge deal for our district, but you don't think many constituents are aware of? and highlighting that we do local LTEs and we always wanna highlight the positive steps forward, even those that might not be big enough for the media to care about, but if it's something they're doing that aligns with our mission and our goals, we wanna make sure people are aware of it. So those are just a few sample questions, but there's a lot of different ways that we can highlight to the member that we really wanna be on their team. We wanna be an ally, we wanna be a resource. And we're also gonna come in with our asks, but it's a two-way street here and we wanna build that trust. And I will turn it back over to Keston to talk about what do you do after you've hosted a fantastic event. Okay, thank you, Jen. So yes, as Jen said, you've hosted a fantastic event, went great, you connected with your member. You're not completely done yet. There are a couple important steps that we're gonna ask you to take after the event. So the first thing that we're gonna ask is that you designate someone on your team that was involved in this process to submit the action through the action tracker. This is gonna be a critical step for us because this is the first time that we've all participated in this kind of campaign led by CCL. 
And submitting your actions is going to help us CCL National get a sense of the impact that your work had. It's also going to provide a useful tool for you and your team to have a record of the activity that includes a summary of some of the topics that came up during your activity. So these are not lobby meetings during the spring. So we don't actually have a field in the action tracker that's going to encompass the variety of events that you all are going to be planning. So we're asking that you submit this action through the log a general actions report option. And you can see it's boxed in red there down below um, in that screenshot. Um, when you submit this type of action, it's gonna ask you um, a couple questions. It's gonna ask you the type of event, the date, and some optional notes. And when you fill out this information, we're gonna ask that you include information that this was part of the spring in district campaign, include your representative and the district, and include some notes that describe the activity and any notable topics that may have come up from the member of Congress or their office. Now our government affairs team is going to review the action tracker submissions and we're going to reach out if something came up during the activity that would be good to specifically follow up on. You can also directly email Generi if you feel that something happened during the activity that CCL National should have their eyes on. But I also want to say that it's absolutely fine if you don't discuss policy in any depth in these activities and that you don't have some actionable thing that came out of this. Remember, our goal here is to strengthen our relationship with the member of Congress in their office. Now, if something special happens or if you have a success story or photos that you want to share with CCL staff, and other volunteers. Um, I've just posted a link which you can use to um, include information on success stories from these activities. And just a note that if you use this form to share this information, we're also gonna ask that you track the event in the action tracker as well as the official record of the activity. Okay, another important step is to follow up with the office afterwards. And so you can send a note or an email with a thank you. You can reference something interesting or specific that came up during the activity. And if, for instance, there was an actionable item that came up, if the member of Congress you know, brought up a really simple way that they would like CCL to be a resource for them, maybe that's providing a specific type of report or some information, you could use that follow-up to deliver on that request. So with that, we're gonna go over some final thoughts and kind of summarize some of the main points from our training tonight. So tonight we talked about um, that the goal of this spring is to really position ourselves with our strong relationships with our members to set us up to have successful lobbying and advocacy throughout this Congress. We're starting off this spring by organizing activity with our member of Congress to connect or reconnect with the office. When we're thinking of planning these activities, consider your characteristics of the district, what interest your member of Congress has, the bandwidth that your chapter has, and find activities that fit those parameters, but also are gonna be interesting to the member of Congress. And lastly, this is all to help us position CCL as an ally and resource to the member of Congress, to achieve that two-way street that Jen mentioned as we're making asks to the offices and being here as a resource for them. Okay, so before we move on to q and I'm gonna post one last thing in the chat. This is a training that we've used for our 2022, so our last year's spring campaign, 
We're gonna be repurposing this training within the next couple of days to include inf the information that we covered tonight during the CCU. I do wanna note that even though the training is currently titled in district lobbying plans, we're not holding lobby meetings this spring and the training's gonna be updated to reflect that. But I'm just giving you that link, you can refer to it in the next couple of days. And it's also gonna be posted directly on the event page that you use to join this webinar tonight. Bravo, thank you so much, Kesson and Jen. So just a quick reminder here that you can automatically log your training tonight by clicking on that link I just dropped in the chat. You can also simply go to the action tracker and just like you might use the generic action report at the bottom that Kesson highlighted for your reporting of your event or your activities, you can also log if you go to chapter and volunteer development and then from there, click training, any of the trainings that you attend for all ahead. And just know this, that if you have any questions after tonight, you are more than welcome to go to cclusa.org forward slash forums. And Keston, Jen, and the wonderful government affairs team will be sure to answer anything that we didn't get to tonight. Even though Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jen. Thanks, Keston. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.